The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Oh, Luna, how do you get so high? Welcome to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. Why We Are Here is a portal of heartfelt communication designed to inspire you with expansive words of wisdom, personal insight, and open candor from luminary guests around the world. Now, here's your host, Sharon Rose Washington. Hello. And welcome to Why We Are Here. I'm your host, Sharon Rose Washington. You've now entered into the comfortable atmosphere where luminaries from around the world join us to share in their heartfelt contributions as to why we are here. Today, my two vivacious guests will share with us how to celebrate and demonstrate the power and beauty of the divine feminine. Both guests utilize the magic of goddess energy and the intensity of what she brings when we are grounded yet lifted in our natural state of remembrance and appreciation. Through their work, they offer healing tools of calibration designed to bring balance. My first guest, Soroya Rose, has been a healing force and an empowerment through the planet, and she comes to us from Australia. She's an intuitive counseling therapist and has been transforming lives and helping individuals to connect with their own divine source energy for over 20 years. And we'll find out in a moment what the lovely Soroya Rose has to share. But I first would like to mention later on, I'll be speaking with professional dance teacher, Heather West. She'll join us to explain the art of dance and its sacred connection to earth energy of the Divine Mother and how to express the power of the feminine through dance. I hope you all are ready out there for an electrifying show of exploration and clarification. And now for my first guest on Why We Are Here, Soroya Rose. Hi, Soroya. Hi, Sharon. It's really love to meet you and good afternoon. Good afternoon. You know we're celebrating you today. Oh, thank you. I love to be celebrated. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're an awakening and healing liaison, and you're dedicated to the balance of masculine and feminine energy on the planet. And as I mentioned earlier, you've been doing this over 20 years. What motivates you to do your work? Well, some of the motivation came really early in my life um, through, uh, I suppose, the male energy that I was brought up with. It was a very um, country. It was the male energy around me was it was their way and the, or the highway. It was a very suppressed uh, energy. Uh, don't get me wrong. I had a loving father and, and four beautiful brothers, who, and all of them I just love. However, they were brought up with a very strong <laughs> domineering father and I had a beautiful loving mother but she played that old um, mind energy of women that were very suppressed and did whatever that that male energy demanded and so it was all about pleasing the male so I grew up in a very um, I suppose old-fashioned environment very traditional and uh, while I was happy 
um, there was this constant suppression and the little rebel inside me started very young and, and I used to stand up to this and go, well, why can't I do this and why can't I? I'm not, and the answer would be, of course, you're a girl. And of course, <laughs> but then initially I think I rejected my girlhood because that meant being sappy or it meant that I had to be this nobody. And, well, that wasn't happening in my consciousness. I was very much a... Uh, sort of a, an A-type girl and I've grown up as very much an alpha woman. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that just did not wash. And so I suppose if you talk about motivation, I think very early in my life there was um, the suppression acted as a motivation because I had fight. I had, well, you're not going to do this to me attitude. Mm-hmm. And so, and that, and that, I suppose, continued, if you like, Sharon. It continued even into my relationships and I found that anything that was trying to stop me was like waving a red rag at a bull, really, and I suppose it gathered momentum. But it, it slowly went into other realms because my your life changes as you grow up, obviously. It changed from the little girl and even as a teenager. I was a very competitive girl, so I had a lot of what I'd call male energy. I was into all the sports, so I grew up quite balanced. But I was always a girly girl. I liked pink. I liked nail polish. I liked to wear makeup. And I I was, uh, I grew up, actually, as a hairdresser and beauty therapist initially. That was my first 20 years. So I grew up in a very female-orientated energy so the motivation there was to make women feel good. So there were two kinds of motivation that stepped in and they were both almost opposing but they kind of joined forces within me in some form. And it forged a, a natural desire that I had to help the sacred feminine working within uh, the hairdressing or the, the ladies' temple, I used to call it, um, really helped me understand people in general, I always used to say it was my PhD in, in you know, psychology, really being a hairdresser, um, you're always wanting to make people feel good. So that fueled uh, the motivation to be in service. It fueled the energy that made me want to make people feel good, but also help them and uplift them. So I suppose the two got together. As I progressed on my journey and I became aware of the suppression of the feminine it happened to me in business a few times and so it came to me in different from different angles I suppose into my life and every time there was any kind of suppression I suppose the hackles on the back of my neck would stand up and I go this is just not <laughs> kosher you know like they would just be what the what what are you you're doing what really <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you when is your birthday oh my birthday is on the 20th of the 10th 1960 so I was that 60s baby wave, you know, part of the baby boomers, but coming into the end of it. And um, so I, I, I suppose, yeah, why do you ask? I ask because um, Randall Libero, who's my producer, and he's a dear friend of yours and he's a friend of mine, he put us together, as you know, but we really, until now, haven't really had a chance to talk. And I'm Sharon Rose and you're Soroya Rose. And when I'm listening to you talk about your childhood, there's so many similarities. Yes, well, sacred rose is the sacred feminine, and it's interesting. I chose the name Soroya Rose. It was actually gifted to me through spirit, um, and I changed that in my 40s, and I'm in my 50s now. And um, I went through uh, quite a lot, as I know you would have, in claiming that part of the sacred feminine. 
Um, and it's a difficult path. It's not an easy path. We live in a, 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 a masculine society. All the systems are run on male systems. And, um, I mean, I'd like to indulge us all and believe that that's all changing, but it's actually, it's, it's struggling with the change. And, uh, but I, but it is changing and I, I'm not going to poo poo that because it is changing. However, those changes are being brought about because we might like yourself or myself and, and, and even the lovely men who are integrated into the feminine like Randall and some beautiful people I know. Um, without us actually helping this, it would not change. Um, you know, and those systems wiped out the sacred feminine and it goes way back, way back in history, um, you know, and I find... I don't like to go over the history too much. I like to live in the now. I'm all about the modern woman and how we live in the 21st century. So I don't like to harp on the past. Yeah. I'd rather deal where we are at now rather than what we've had to fight. My motivation, I think, as you probably heard, comes from I think I'm probably 80% of women out there. Yes. I don't think I'm any anybody else. I think my age group in particular, I'm talking about our era here, Sharon, our our era of women, we were that wave that was, was part of the end of the suffragettes. We were, you know, that, that energy came through and then and there were the, you know, the, the women that come after that. And, and so we've been pushing the boundaries of how women were seen in society. We weren't allowed to vote. Our names were changed to suit our men. Our children had to take on that energy. We weren't allowed to keep our energy. Our dowries got sold so that we could be married and looked after. And so all that suppression, yeah, that existed. But that's not really how it is now. Women have claimed the right to work. We 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 vote. We do all those things. So that's natural to us now. But then there's been this adjustment that we've all had to go through on many levels to be able to do that. Because initially women had to um, also, we would take on these roles, but our home roles and our private lives didn't change. We still went home and had to cook the meals. We still went home and had to vacuum. We still went home and had to feed and do the babies. And, and so we actually doubled our workload for some time. And so in our era, we had this other energy that was coming up that was getting really tired of not only trying to be equal but actually being abused because we we still weren't ready to relinquish those feminine roles that were natural to us because we were the nurturers, we liked to cook. And so there, there's been this constant readjustment. And I think our journey from our childhood to now, we've really noticed that. The young ones coming up now, we've changed that for them. I know this because I see how my daughters talk to their men. They're in their 30s and they are so different to how I was at age and I'm sure you've experienced that yourself. Yes. Now, you publish uh, and you're the editor of numerous spiritual magazines, um, Black Rose, Goddess Guru, Avalon, there's a few more. Talk about the uh, the magazines, please. I think magazines came about um, because I've always been quite vocal <laughs> and I was a writer and I wrote my first books about healing. Um, the magazines came about as an extension of my own consciousness and I wanted to share the journey of how women um, could step up and so I started to write about the sacred feminine, but not from um, the old medieval times and witchcraft and things like that, but 
but an extension of how she is in the feminine now, how her power is being seen in the corporate world, how she works that in the boardroom, how she works that in feeling luscious and lovely and sexy and how she feels comfortable in her sexuality and being sensual as a, as a goddess. We, we have beautiful curves, but the masculine would suppress that or, or abuse that or take that into that sexual sort of um, place of, you know, misuse. We are the magazines um, came about as a result of my desire, I suppose, to really shift consciousness. I'm I'm not someone who wants to hold that small voice like you. You're international on the radio on on uh, the fabulous internet, which I just adore. Mm-hmm. And so it's really given us a new voice. I also do another uh, in a few areas. So a friend of mine recently explained something to me, He and it was a male coming from a male. He said, Saroy, you are a, um, you're used as a consciousness distributor. Well, back at you, Sharon, I see you doing the same thing, but Thank just you. simply through voice and through um, the fabulous um, Voice America. Very similar, I suppose, motivations there. We want to make a difference. And I think that's a big energy, an underlying energy of probably us baby boomers. We saw and wanted to right wrongs or energies that we perceived weren't really in service anymore. And I think that's what I'm doing through the magazines, and I just love doing them. I'm very visual. I'm very artistic. I mock them up. I do everything in them. I'm I'm kind of a one-woman show, really, but I, it's just the way I express myself. I'm quite artistic, um, and I enjoy helping others do the same. Beautiful. We're going to talk about your goddess tours, uh, but we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And in the meantime, you may find me on Twitter at Sharon Isis Rose or email Sharon at info. if you have any questions for our lovely guest, Soroya Rose. Also, remember to go to IsisRoseCreations.com to the contact page and give us your take on why we're here. And you may be the chosen one to receive a few gifts from us here on the Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back after the following announcement. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity, heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whyweareherein.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Welcome back to Why We Are Here. 
with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, please send an email to Sharon at whyweareherein.info. That's Sharon at whyweareherein.info. Now, back to the show. Hello, welcome back. I'm your host, Sharon Rose Washington, and thanks for emailing a few questions to Sharon at whyweareherein.info for our guest today. And we're back with my luminary guest, Soroya Rose, Intuitive and Awakening Liaison. I was asking you about your tours. Uh, you want to mention what goes on with the tours? Yes, I run uh, a goddess tour. At the moment, I'm doing the one in Avalon. Uh, Avalon, I went to Avalon and I really connected. Um, I carry codes to do with the Avalonian energy, Mary Magdalene, and also um, Isis, like yourself. And, yes, our paths are very similar, and I think um, this is why we've been put together because we, we've traveled from the paths, and I, I totally respect that. Um, the tours are all about reconnecting with the DNA that comes through the ancestral lines through obviously possibly English um, uh, heritage. Within those lines, what I'm doing there on tours is clearing some of that hurtful, sacred past that where women were suppressed. A lot of women wail when they come on these tours. We do a lot of healing through Avery, which was one of the sacred priestess initiation um, big stone circles in the world. I know when I revisited there, I actually got angry. I got really angry because I felt the suppression for the, the priestesses. Mm -hmm. There's energy there for the druids so there's a lot of i do a lot of ceremony we do uh, we visit many many sacred places we even do crop circles which i just love and uh i could talk about them some other time but there's a quite a lot that goes on that activates that clears that's about reconnecting with that divine feminine from very ancestral roots we reconnect with how it was to bring that energy. It's almost like a psychotherapy tool where you do in hypnotherapy where you bring what was past into the future and you reconnect it from a healing place. So there's that sense that what was is no longer from that hurt anymore. It's now brought in and you now can also reclaim the power from that time and heal those wounds. It's a very important part of anchoring the sacred feminine most definitely. And I do it in France. I like to do it pyramid-wise, but mostly I'm doing it through my connection. I have a Celtic connection through my ancestral roots in England, and it's fabulous. Beautiful. We have a few questions I want to get in here, okay? So let's. Um, are you ready to answer questions from some of our um, audience out there that listen in? Certainly. Okay. Our first question is from Liza. Liza is from Miami, Florida, and she wants to know um, if young women will be more in tune with their loving and nurturing nature of the feminine in spite of some of the aggressive uh, catfighting displayed in the media and the world of entertainment. And she wants to know also, why are they acting out so negatively? Uh, I think, uh, you know, that rebel energy is always going to be there until there is a, a complete union with the divine masculine and the divine feminine. I think women will rise up. I, I think we're going to see remnants of that. I think uh, girls today have a bigger voice than we did when we grew up, and they aren't afraid to actually just go, this is how it is. I know I see it in my own daughters, and I actually celebrate it. And I know some of my era and the older era could cringe because this is not the way of our era. We were never allowed to speak like that. We never were public 
with our sex. We were never public with our opinions, but the girls of today, oh no, they say it how it is. And I think, I think that's healthy. I think like all things, it's the, the, um, pendulum can swing far left and far right. And rest assured, this will come back into balance. But I think there needs to be, it's needs, it's brought right into the now, into the moment. And women are uh, at that age and that era are calling the crap out that we dealt with for years in an instant. They do not accept it. They are far less tolerant than we ever were. And I actually think that's a good thing. Okay. So well, she's, I, she's actually asking, I think part of the question isn't, you know, I think she's saying women fighting women is, is what she's talking about. Why are they acting so negatively toward one another? Uh, there's, she said aggressive cat fighting between women. I don't see that as a sacred feminine thing. I see that as a remnant left over from the the patriarchal competition energy. That's not of the feminine. That's actually a masculine energy. So when you see that in a woman, unless it's unless she's in a competition energy wanting because she's driven to take her business out because she's got some like mission she's on. When you see two women at each other, I mean really, I mean, I don't I don't go there. I, I kind of think that's really poor show of feminine energy. I don't see a lot of that, but I do see it in media. And, of course, media plays up to all that. That makes for great television, great reality shows, as we see so much of now. Right. So I, I kind of I have a different opinion of that. I don't see that as being a problem. I don't necessarily feel that's of the sacred feminine. I think that's women still acting out that aggressive male energy. They haven't brought it back into balance yet. Right, and I and I also would like to add that it is uh, the masculine of, of the woman being aggressive. And I think part of it is because she is not maybe aware of the power of her feminine because feminine energy, um, passive power, is extremely powerful. This is, after all, Mother Earth, you know? Well, I'm a great believer in you can be in fluffy pink slippers and a robe. But when that dark goddess is awoken, you get out of the way. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Absolutely. Well, like if you mess with that part of the woman, she's going to rise up and let you have it. And she exists. And I think, I suppose what I was trying to allude to here, Sharon, is that that's been suppressed in the woman. We weren't allowed to be angry. We had to be lovely, nice ladies who made you feel good all the time. And women now are going, well, bugger that. I don't want to know that. I want to tell you that you're annoying me right now. What you're saying is, is not fair or hurtful. And I'm going to have my say. And and that's a healthy thing, but I like I said, it can swing far left and far right. That it's aimed at another woman, well, some women have to call the same stuff out and the other woman, it's a stirring effect, I feel. Okay. We have two questions from Sherry. She's from Playa del Rey, California, and this is a psychic question. She wants to know about her job situation right now. She's working, but changes were recently made with the company she's working with. So she wants to know what to do. And, and she has a second part, which I, I'll, I'll read it also, regarding a humanitarian life interest project that she is spearheading. She said, should she take on the two people who want to be partners with her? Or is there someone else out there for her to work with? Okay, what I get for Sherry straight away, she is a natural born leader, this girl. And I think she's also a, a brilliant sensitive I feel she's got energy there and I actually get there's a, a consciousness wanting to come through her very clear. But what she has trouble with is actually being heard. And I think if she gives her power away too much to others, 
I think she's one of those people who will always still want to serve everybody around her. So if she's going to go into a partnership, I think there have to be really defined roles as to who's bringing what to the table and also as long as she's clear in the motives and they all get very clear about what they're wanting, she will do really, really well. I see this woman doing global work. She's a humanitarian. She knows what she wants to do. She's just got to stop denying that and stop playing safe. She's got to be prepared to take a leap. And I feel like the second half of this year is really big for her. There's some major opportunities coming. This one opportunity she's talking about taking, it's a yes but through that, there are doors for her to be opened up and people for her to meet that are going to take her out on a whole other level. And, um, yeah, get ready for this one. She's amazing. Fantastic. I know she'll appreciate that. Um, thanks, Sherry, for the questions. Next question is from Makita. Makita's from Hollywood, California, and this is also an intuitive question. She wants to know how soon will she be united with her mate uh, that she's been communicating with. He's in another state. And he's actually incarcerated for a couple of years in prison. And will he have time to spend uh, um, with her um, or will this time be delayed? Will he remain where he is um, much longer? Will they be together in the same space? Okay. I actually do get some difficulties there straight away. Like, what a difficult path. It's hard when you're in love with someone and there's uh, things out of your control. There's some lessons on both sides as a result of that. So there's the... There's the heart journey here. There's the um, acceptance, um, the beautiful unconditional love she has for him no matter what. That's beautiful. Um, however, I do see there's some things coming up for him. Um, I am seeing some hold-ups with what she's asking. So I can't, and I can't give her anything more clearer than that. There is just hold-ups around him. I don't know that they're of him. I think it's of the institutions that are surrounding him right now. And for her just to be really patient um, with that, I, I get other things also coming in to influence her, like life path stuff. Um, but the love's real and that's beautiful and she needs to hold on to that. It's what she's really wanting. Beautiful. I do feel they'll get together, but there's some hold-ups. They just have to go through a few challenges, but I feel it will happen. Okay, beautiful. Thanks for that, Makita. One last question is from Larkin. Uh, Larkin is from New Bedford, Massachusetts, and he wants to know, how does a man get in touch with his feminine side and yet be, remain masculine? Larkin is an outdoorsman who likes to hunt and fish. Oh, Larkin, that's a fabulous question. Thank you for asking. I actually like to hear questions like that. That's beautiful. Um, men can get in touch with their feminine side through actually listening to how their um, physiology and their emotions are connecting so not denying feelings men often try to override things but I often find men's tears and feelings run down on the inside and they don't express well so the first thing for a man to get in touch with his feminine side is to really connect with how he energetically feels so and that can take a little bit of doing because that's about observing the other way is all the feminine energies are about internal energy, so emotions, feelings, um, the creative side is feminine as well, and also allowing yourself to accept, and it's about inner wisdom, so perception, listening to his intuition. So all of those things take time, but they, it's like you need to monitor yourself as you're going along. One of the greatest things you can do is to slow yourself down, get out of your mind um, and out of that outdoors energy and go inside. And that doesn't mean you don't go outdoors and go camping and hiking and all those good stuff, ride a motorbike. It means that you make time to try to connect with yourself. 
And, and the best way to do that is through the heart. If you can do that through the heart, listening to your heartfelt feelings, that's where your intuition and your mind can come together really strongly and that will really keep that feminine energy coming up through you. Um, it's a beautiful energy. It doesn't take away from the masculine. It actually brings them balance. And it brings them, there's an old ancient energy called mana where they become very compassionate, wise leaders and uh, still be alpha men but very compassionate, very heartfelt. Okay, wonderful. I think that's a great answer. Um, before you go, because we're, we're, we're finishing up the interview, I'm in love with the Matrix movies. Okay, and I have a question I ask all of my guests, uh, Soroya Rose, do you take the red pill or the blue pill? <laughs> 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 That's a really interesting one. Um, I actually don't remember everything about that, but um, do I take the red pill or the blue pill? Well, you know, my favorite color is blue. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to say blue. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on Why We're Here. Thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, and and uh, and it was really lovely meeting you, and I hope to actually meet you in person when I come over sometime. Yes, that would be wonderful. Take care. And we'll be right back with my next guest, Heather West, dance teacher. Thank you. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whyweareherein.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Welcome back to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, please send an email to Sharon at whyweareherein.info. That's Sharon at whyweareherein.info. Now, back to the show. And we are back with the second half of the show, Why We Are Here. I'm your visionary host, Sharon Rose Washington. My next luminary guest we are celebrating is Heather West, owner of Luscious Maven Pole Dancing Studio. And we're honored to have her with us today. And I'm excited to learn more about goddess energy through the art of dance expression. Hi, Heather. Hello. Welcome to Why We Are Here. Thank you for having me. 
you own Luscious Maven Pole Dance Studio. First, tell me about the name. Where did it? Where did that come from? Where did it come from? Um, well, I was looking for something that a word that describes um, that describes the way I want women to feel and the experience that they're going to have when they're in my studio. Um, uh, kind of a go-to word for a lot of uh, experiences like this. A lot of people use goddess, but I wanted to stay away from goddess since it's used a lot and try to come up with a fresh idea. Um, so luscious, of course, we know what that is. It's sensuality. It's divine. It's deliciousness. Succulent, um, which is, I, I think it's important for women to feel like that on a day-to-day basis. And then a maven is a trusted expert. So we're trusted experts in everything that makes a woman feel luscious. Beautiful. Now, I don't know much about pole dance, but I do understand, because I kind of did some research, that pole dancing dates back over 2,000 years ago. Wow. Well, I do know about acrobatic um, Indian-style pole dancing. That's the the most ancient one that I know about. Um, But the the version that we do is a fairly new phenomenon um, that became became well-known or popular kind of in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and it's definitely sultry. It's definitely rock and roll. It comes. It has very erotic roots. Um, but I think we have successfully taken it, spun it on its head so that that sensuality becomes powerful for us as women and not necessarily as something that we're doing for someone else. Right, right. When I mentioned that, because it, it actually, what I was looking into, it said that men actually uh, did it back then. And they actually were saying that it's coming back with men, and they're thinking about putting it in the Olympics. I thought that was kind of fascinating. <laughs> yes, yeah. So the Indian style of pole dancing is crazy. Like I've watched it um, just on videos, and it's pretty amazing. There, and um, they actually use some similar moves that we do, um, but definitely a very different style. And then, yeah, a lot of men are getting into pole competitions now here in the U.S. I just went to one last night, and the guys were just phenomenal because they're so strong. Ooh. Now, you have also a pole fitness boot camp. Do you want to tell us about your boot camp? Well, um, yeah. What we have in our studios, we have levels, levels one through four. And um, once you, the lady said you get up to higher levels, we are doing things like climbing to the top of the pole, which is 14 feet tall, or going upside down, and that requires a certain amount of strength. Um, so sometimes what the ladies need uh, to supplement is a focused boot camp where they just focus on um, conditioning and, and not as much like acrobatics or dance elements, but just pure muscle and strength building, um, which is really fun, too. So who comes to your studio? Um, What types of people come to your studio, and who do you teach? I would say the majority of the ladies in our studio are young professionals. They Generally, they have pretty um, tough jobs where they have to work really hard, and this is their place of release and rejuvenation. Um, We have a lot of nurses, uh, TV execs, um, a lot of people in the entertainment industry since we're in North Hollywood. Um, yeah. Almost a couple yeah, of lawyers, doctors. Yeah, I asked that because there's so many misconceptions, I think, about um, pole dancing and connecting it also with, with stripping. And I think mm-hmm. there's a total, total misconception with a lot of that. What is something mainly that someone can receive from your classes? Um, I think the main thing that people receive from our classes is a whole different understanding of what a whole different connection with their bodies. Um, I think in 
in basic pop culture, there's a lot of criticism of the body. You just walk into a grocery store and you see, you know, magazines criticizing women for their bodies. She's, you know, she's too fat, can't lose the baby weight too skinny, blah, blah, blah. It's just this onslaught of criticism. And I think in our classes, what women receive is they learn to see their bodies as beautiful and luscious and powerful um, and and learn what their bodies are capable of. Um, and it's also a culture that I cultivate in the studio of um, making, or not making, but encouraging women to celebrate each other. Um, so celebrate your curviness, celebrate your weight loss, celebrate your new baby body instead of, you know, tearing it apart and, you know, criticizing every inch. And I think that's really healing for a lot of women to, you know, walk into a room of other women who are ready to appreciate them. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. And, and I just heard you use the term healing. And so this is something that's very healing, it, it, inner and outer strength, I would think. Definitely. Um, I have a, you know, I just, I believe that with a small shift in the way that we talk about our bodies, the way we talk about other people, the way we talk about ourselves, it can shift the whole dynamic of a room. And as a poll teacher, we're in a room with women who are kind of in a vulnerable spot. They're, they're coming in and be like, hey, I, I want to be sexier. I want to feel something different, but I don't know what it is. And in that moment of openness, we kind of guide them towards this idea like, that whatever they're working with is good enough and they can make whatever they have to give sexy and beautiful and delightful and entertaining, wherever they want to take it, and that they are artists. Um, and we kind of give them this, this avenue and this space to express themselves to their bodies. Um, so, yeah, so all of that is, I think, a, a extremely healing experience. What made you decide dance and, and this type of dance in your studio? Um, well, there's a, there's a lot of different things that went into it. Um, I studied art therapy when I was a, um, in college. Um, they actually didn't have an art therapy program, so I created a, um, a senior thesis around it because as I, I was working with children who had autism, and I started noticing that when I did dance, music, art programs with them, that I got a much better response. So I started studying that, and I started to understand how artistic expression can be so healing and positive for so many people. So that was the first step. And then I started studying yoga, which, of course, is a huge healing modality through movement. But I, I felt like yoga was a little bland. Like, you know, I, I, I did it, and I loved it but I wanted to rock out a little bit more. Um, so I discovered pole dancing, um, and I, some, a light bulb just went off in my head, and I just knew that this is what my I was looking for and so many women were looking for because it has an edge to it, and it, is, it has that erotic flavor to it. And you can dance to Metallica while you're on the pole, or you can dance to something soothing and soft, but you can take it in all these different directions that, to me, feel a little bit more expressive than a, you know, an Iyengar yoga class. Mm -hmm. You mentioned music. How important is the music? What type of music do you uh, feel works with that feminine energy and, and all that you were just talking about? Well, it can actually go many, many, many different directions. Um, you can dance to music that's very slow and emotional on the pole. That's lovely. Um, you can also dance to Metallica, hard rock. You can dance to R&B. 
Um, one of the things that I love most about pole dancing is how much the music fuels and helps you express your experience. Um, so sometimes I feel uh, kind of sassy, and I'll listen to something like, oh, what's my favorite sassy song? I think right now it's uh, a little bit of Kid Rock. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the way over there, just, like, whipping my hair around, throwing myself around the pole, going, you know, doing it. And then all the way on the other side is something really um, slow and beautiful and emotional. Um, there's a song by Rihanna out right now called Stay um, mm. that's about a, a lovership. And it's, um, you know, that's that's also a beautiful direction to go. So what I love about it is you can tap into all these different emotions and aspects of being a woman. And the music is kind of the fuel to help you move through that. Fantastic. Um, you mentioned yoga. I mean, you have a lot behind you, you know, that <clears throat> helps support what you do. How different is the pole dancing than exercise, yoga, or some of the other things? Well, um there's a lot of we actually use yoga in our classes as a warm up, um, so it's similar in that it opens your body and opens the possibilities in your body, and, and you know helps you to access emotions and and ways of moving that maybe you couldn't get to before. Um, but it's different in that it doesn't have a fundamental religious base to it, which is something I actually prefer. Um, it doesn't. You know, you can access a god or goddess experience, but you can also just access your raw emotional experience that you're having at that moment without any kind of, like, uh, you know, uh, religious context around it, which I really enjoy. Um, so, yeah, but I think the main, the main similarity is just this openness that it gives the people who participate, whether it's yoga or pole dancing or almost any other kind of movement. I like that, and and I was going to ask you uh, about a stigma that's placed on women um, being wild or just being free. And so, is 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 the wild woman you think a part uh, of a woman that she needs to? Every woman should get in touch with. Do you think? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I certainly do. Um, I, it's hard, you know. The further, the more my studio grows, the almost the harder it gets for me to access that because there's so many more people that I'm responsible to, so many more commitments that I have. Um, so it's sometimes hard for me to get back to that, like you know, what I call that luscious space of just feeling free and open in my body. Um, sorry, I just had a little distraction for a second. So yeah, that's. Um, I think yeah. you're thinking about the fact that you teach and you, you, you're bringing that out in others. And it's the same way with what I do with my work as a healer and so forth. I have to make sure that I take time to heal myself and to give myself. So maybe that's where you just went a second. It's like, wait a minute, I got to go be a wild woman for a second here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a space of not, of not necessarily letting anybody else own your time or your expression or control, you know, how you present yourself to the world. So it's it's a really beautiful place to be, but it's also a scary place because it's not necessarily socially acceptable. So, but it is the place of, you know, of erotic power and sensual power and I think creative power. So if we want, I feel like if I want to live a full life, I have to tap into it. Um, otherwise, I start to I start to not feel that 
that well within myself. And that's just right. my experience. So what we try to create in our studio is a safe place for women to tap into that. I like that. I like when you said safe space. And I personally see dance as sacred. So for me, when you're able to express yourself like that, it should be something where you feel safe and where you can do this without judgment or without, you know, any type of stipulations, you know? Yeah, and we, we limit our class sizes to 10 students. Um, all of our teachers go through a special training program. And the whole purpose of the first part of the class when we do introductions so they get to know each other is to help the ladies see the similarities between them, between each other, um, and to instantly feel that understanding of like, we're all women kind of struggle with a lot of similar struggles and with a lot of similar triumphs. And, and once you understand that, it becomes safe to kind of explore something that's sexy or something that's sad or something that's wild and erotic or, you know, something that's even angry. Um, you, you start to feel like, okay, these women are on the same page with me and I can go there. So we do that by kind of just doing these opening questions before the class starts. Sometimes it's a silly question like, what's a fantasy date you would like to go on? And then sometimes it's a serious question like, what's a challenge you've overcome in the last month? And um, we that's a huge part of our program because what it does is it allows the women to, to understand how they connect with each other before we even get started. I think it's wonderful because what you're doing is you're working with emotions and, and women are emotional beings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. And I'm, I am um, looking forward to the time when I can actually deepen my, my studies around dance therapy and really take people to the next level with it. Okay. Well, we have to take a short break for commercial, but we'll be right back to share more from my luminary guest, Heather West of Luscious Maven Pole Dancing Studio. Please contact me on Twitter at Sharon Isis Rose or go to Sharon at info and send us an email if you have any questions for our awesome illuminating guests. Heather West, don't go away. Stay tuned for more. your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whyweareherein.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Welcome back to Why We Are Here. 
with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, please send an email to Sharon at whyweareherein.info. That's Sharon at whyweareherein.info. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Welcome back. I'm your visionary host, Sharon Rose Washington. Remember to go to IsisRoseCreations.com to the contact page and give us your take on why we're here. And you'll receive a few gifts from us here on the Empowerment Channel. We're back with my spectacular guest, Heather West of Luscious Maven Pole Dancing. Hi, Heather. Hello. What's something of extreme importance that you want our listeners out there to know about you and your work uh, and, and others who dance? Um, I think the most important thing that I that I want to share is that for women, it's so important to experience pleasure and to do things for yourself, to nurture yourself, and to allow other people to take care of you for a little while. It is so hard to do, <laughs> and it's um, a lot of times women are taught to deprioritize themselves and prioritize everybody around them. And then you, even though you are doing your job and being a good mom and, you know, taking care of all your responsibilities, there's this sense of, like, feeling trapped or empty. And I think when women turn that around and they nurture themselves, make themselves and their well-being a priority, they have so much more to give, and it's given so much more joyfully. Um, so I think part of pole dance classes is it's a place for women to be nurtured, um, to be expressed and to just, you know, shake their, you know, shake their booties and have a good time, whip their hair around, laugh, giggle, be silly. Um, and I, I, whether it's pole dancing or, you know, uh, doing a painting or lion dancing, that women have to give themselves that gift on a regular basis. You know, um, so, it also, no, I was going to say it also sounds like a sisterhood as well. I, my first guest, we were discussing it and, and we were talking about a lot of the aggression in women and we were talking about women sometimes utilizing masculine energy, aggressive when they don't understand the power of, of, uh, of feminine passive energy. And I think also your dance, what it does and the women coming together, it's like a sisterhood. It's actually women getting along and appreciating themselves and one another. It sounds great. Oh, yeah. we um, Part of the mission of the business is to create community. Um, I have uh, a, 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 some really good girlfriends who actually teach fire dance classes. They have a company called Fire Groove. And I learned from them, they are all about community and what they've created around themselves in, you know, this crazy concrete jungle that we call L.A., they've created a really beautiful community. And I took inspiration from that and made it part of the mission of my company is to create a strong community. And there's great friendships in our studio. And we do events. We do um, performance nights that give people a chance to get together and either support their friends who are performing or get together and create their own pieces that they want to share. Um, and those are it's, it's really beautiful to see that. It's really beautiful to see people reaching out and supporting each other. Okay, I have a couple of questions that uh, people have sent in on the emails. We want to get those in, uh, Heather. Uh, the first question is from Lulu. Lulu's from Hershey, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. And uh, she wants to know um, about the sacredness of dance. And she also wants to know, do you have seminars to educate men and women about the type of dance that you that you teach? 
I do not yet have seminars. It's been suggested to me a few times recently, so I think it's time for me to take up that suggestion. Um, but as far as the sacredness of dance, uh, I think it has to do with the sacredness of the connection with our own bodies. Um, uh, Western culture tends to be very fr- from the neck up about the, the mental capacities and intellect, um, and the sacredness of dance is connecting with what your own body is telling you in the moment. It's hard to do if you're not used to it, but it's very simple um, uh, exercise you can do is just turn off all phones and computers, create a little space where you can move and turn on a playlist of your favorite music and just let your body move however it wants to move to that music. It is a completely healing experience. Um, and if you have a partner who's open to doing that, it's, that's really amazing as well. Okay. The next question is from Paloma, and Paloma is from San Diego, California, and she wants to know uh, if the type of pole dancing and what you teach is healing and in what way does it heal? Um, I think it heals on a few different levels. First, it heals your concept of what a beautiful body is. Um, I think when people start to pole dance, they start to see their own body as well as the bodies of others as beautiful work of art. Um, I think it heals people's concept of sexuality, that sexuality is something that needs to be not talked about and not expressed, but something that can actually be expressed in an artistic way. Um, And um, I think it heals women's concepts of connection with each other, that the connection doesn't just have to be about motherhood or about struggles. It can be about celebration and um, silliness and fun. Okay. And the next question is from Jesse. He's from Chicago, Illinois, and he wants to know if there's a union for women pole dancers, and would that also help women to bond more? And he also, second question is, um, are the strippers enlightened when they're doing the pole dancing as well? (laughs) (laughs) That is, um, that's a pretty deep question. Um, Right, uh, I'll start with the unions. Right now, there's no, so there's, there's actually a difference between women who work in strip clubs and the studios and studio owners and competitions. Um, strip club work, um, I have no, you know, I, how do I put this? I have only respect for women who um, make that choice for themselves. It's a tough choice. Um, and, you know, they get the benef- all the benefits and all of the challenges of that choice. Um, so that's a different thing. And I think in San Francisco, there is a union for the exotic dancers who work in gentlemen's clubs. There is not a union for the studio owners at this time. There's a few organizations who are trying to create some standards, but right now we don't. It's, uh, it's not national, nationwide or statewide. Um, okay. <clears throat> and um, let's see here. What was the other question? It was about, oh, are strippers enlightened? Um, I think a stripper could be enlightened. Um, I think anybody could be enlightened. So, but I think what they do have is a, is a level of understanding, um, a comfort level with their own bodies and expressing themselves, just like I've been saying all along. Um, and, uh, you know, an, under, an understanding of how to use their erotic energy in a way and, and direct it in a way that works for them. Beautiful. I have a question from Danica. This is the last question. She's from... Uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and um, she wants to know, uh, what do you see for the future of professional pole dancing? Oh, my goodness. Well, I just went, like I said, I went to a competition last night, and the performances were 
jaw-dropping. Um, I think we are, there's already a few pole dancers in Cirque du Soleil. I think we're going to see that a lot more. Um, I think the competitions are going to get more and more fierce and athletic. Um, so I imagine that they will, people will start competing on a nationally recognized level. Um, and I think also people are, it's going to help people start to explore movement in their own lives um, on a lot, lot more widespread level. A lot more women are going to start tapping into um, the possibility of them, themselves, seeing themselves as dancers um, who maybe, you know, have no dance training whatsoever. It's going to open up a lot of doors in that, in that direction. Okay. Um, FYI, your... I saw a lady last night who was 62 who was amazing. And she'd only started dancing three years ago. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what is your take on why we are here? This is the name of the show. Why why we are here? Um, I this is hopefully this won't sound too cliche, but I think we're here to learn about love. To to deepen our capacity for love. Okay, beautiful. And this is the empowerment channel. What what is your idea of empowerment? Um, I think empowerment is accessing our true desires and um, being able to, to grab hold of them and, and manifest them in our lives. Fantastic. One last question before you go. I'm in love with the Matrix movies, and I ask all of my guests this question. Do you take the red pill or the blue pill? I can't remember which pill is which. Um, I, I, take the, I take the pill that sends me down the rabbit hole, whichever one that is. Okay, fantastic. Heather, it's been wonderful having you on Why We're Here. Thank you for coming on. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And now for my final thought. My guest today, Soroya Rose, editor, publisher, intuitive counselor, and professional dancer teacher Heather West, owner of Luscious Maven Pole Dancing Studio, have dedicated their lives to raising the resounding volume of the voice of the Divine Mother. Both women in their own right are living examples of feminine strength and beauty, poised in position to answer in their own unique way why we are here. They remind us to go deeper within and to find equilibrium in a world of so many options and distractions. Life is calling us from the inside out. And when we realize we're not separated from Mother Nature or her forces, then we have a newfound relationship with ourselves in the world. The divine essence of the Creator-Creatress is asking us all to wake up and to live the magic that lies within. We are all gifts and gifted if we only seek to be all we're meant to be. So let's all take a moment and pontificate on why we are here. No life is meaningless. No breath is wasted. Jump into the vibration of living your dream now and make life happen. Until next time, please keep me in your heart. And I promise to always keep you in mine. Remember the magnificent kingdom, queendom lies within. Stay rooted in Mother Earth, lifted by Father Sky and continue to walk side by side with the ancestors. Have an enchanting evening. I'm your host, empowerment coach, healer, visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington. We hope you've enjoyed listening to visionary author Sharon Rose Washington and her insightful luminary guest. Please join us for another powerfully transformative show next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Why We Are Here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For questions, information, and appointments, Sharon can be reached at Sharon at whywearehere.info. Or for direct empowerment coaching and healing, call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. Keep your life.